Welcome to Disrupt Equities Apartment Investing Podcast. This podcast will offer weekly episodes equipping passive and active investors alike with the tools, knowledge, and confidence to build wealth through one of the most powerful wealth creation vehicles out there, apartments. Let's get into today's episode. 21. First one of 2021. Welcome back, everybody. We all missed right. you all. I know yeah. we skipped last week. You know, Ben wanted it. to screw around and not Ooh. do any work. So, uh, no, you know, I we need, took it easy. I needed a week off, everybody, even though we actually did a lot of work. Yeah. You know, we didn't actually take any time off. But uh, glad to have everybody back. We're excited. Kick this 2021 year off with our Money Mondays. We're going to keep going every week. Just for you guys, because we like educating the space. Yeah, but hopefully you know. people had a good New Year's. Yeah, Good absolutely. Christmas. Yeah. Um, it's a good holiday season, right? Then you what did you give me for Christmas? But yeah, I got you world peace. Some coffee? Starbucks? Maybe that's all I asked for? Starbucks for, for life. He didn't even bring me, me, you want, didn't even bring you me a coffee from Starbucks. We met up the day after Christmas, but we, we, he did not bring me a coffee. So. No, no, you're just drinking yours too quick. So we got but, a coffee maker. We do have a coffee maker. So that was our, why, our That's gift. why we don't have as much Starbucks these days. Yeah. We're trying to wean ourselves off. Yeah, that's not going to happen. So what we, are we talking about today, we though, man? Are People want to get to the, to the, about to the mon- meat here. We are talking about how to offset your taxes through multifamily real estate. <laughs> Mouthful. I was just going to say saving taxes, but, you, you know, uh, it's an important <laughs> thing, right? We know it's about to be the holiday, uh, sorry, tax season for it people, is. right? Is. I don't think we're going to get a delay like we did last year from COVID, right? The IRS hasn't announced one as far as I know. So I think people, you know, from now through April, it's going to be about, you know, tax season is going to kick mm-hmm. off in high gear, which reminds me, I got to actually email our CPA something. But saving taxes is an important part of real estate, right? It's a big reason why a lot of people invest in real estate. No, and, 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 and if you don't know that that's, that is one of the yeah. biggest reasons that we like commercial real estate because of all the tax incentives that you get. So Absolutely. people really need to pay attention to that, right? It's not... Everybody kind of gets caught up in the cash on cash returns and total returns and, you know, the cash in your pocket, right? But you have to realize the less money you have to pay the tax guy legally, right? This is all legal. Yep. Uh, the more money stays in your own pocket, folks. So yeah, as Tom really Wilwright says, right, you are more patriotic if you do the things the government is asking you to do to save on taxes. So I mean, you can't hate on us for doing the what, For those that don't know Tom Wilwright, really popular, really savvy uh, CPA. And so, no. you know, and I think it's a fair point, right? There are incentives that the government adds to basically let people reduce their tax burden by doing certain things the government wants, one of which is investing in real estate. So it's an important part of the thing. Well, we it's create jobs. Talking, create we jobs. A lot of reasons why. No, no, there's not. It's not the only reason, right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're spurning job growth, right? We also obviously provide housing. So they incentivize commercial real estate uh, investors, you know, through tax. So that's tax what we're talking about today. Money Mondays, we do this every Monday at what time, Ben? 3.30 Central. 3.30 Central, every Monday. If you have any comments, questions, ask them live. We'll go ahead and answer them live. And really, we'll present about 15, 20 minutes, and then we'll do Q&A at the end. And really, that's the best part. That's where we have fun. It yeah. doesn't have to be about what we talked about today. Feel free to ask anything not. you want to ask. We will don't, don't share you, and do that. You, and so you say it. Don't what? you say it. Say what? No, you can ask why Ben's bald. Ah, <laughs> so, you know, i got to kick that off for the year. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, Ben lost his hair many, 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 many moons ago. Many moons. Um, many so, moons. yeah, if people have questions, feel free to ask. But otherwise, let's kick it off. So. Let's get right into it, man. So we're, we're, talking, we're talking taxes, you know. Um, so what are some of the ways that you can offset your taxes, right? So let's, let's, talk, let's talk about this in, in the, the lens of you're a passive investor in a syndicator's deal, right? You know, let's, let's look at it yeah. through that way. Right. So how can investing in somebody's deal as a passive investor help you potentially offset some of your own personal taxes? Yeah. So whenever you are investing in someone's, it's called being an LP. Let's just call it what it is. Right. You are a limited partner. 
nine times out of 10, and again, not every deal is structured the exact same, but you're usually investing in a new entity, a single purpose entity is what we call Correct. it, right? That is buying that asset. And as an investor, you are buying shares in that entity. Mm-hmm. All right? That's Hopefully everyone gets that. So That's syndication, we have right? a business, this business, exactly. We have a business, this business is, you know, is owned by many shareholders, all the LPs and GPs, right? That business is going to get a loss because it owns that piece of real estate. Okay. Now, fast forward, right? So now how do we get the loss, right? It's really the next yep. question, right? And so the government, for those of you that might own a house, right? You get to depreciate your house over 27 and a half years. Yep. The government says you basically take the price of your house. And again, it's the how the physical house can't, can't, it cannot include land because land, land does no. not depreciate. Nope. You divide that over 27 and a half years and each year you're taking that piece as a loss. Because the theory is that essentially that house, the material gets worth less each year. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. whenever you go to sell, different story, but that's the high-level thing. Now, in real estate, we can do some things to kind of help juice that, right? On the commercial real estate the side. Commercial real estate yep. side. And actually, you can do it on the residential side. And there is a company that helps. For those of you that own a residential portfolio, there is a company I found out about that will let you, they've kind of, because the reason why people only don't do it on the residential side is because cost. cost. There is a several thousand dollar study that you have to pay, what we call a cost segregation study, to do what we're about to talk about. But actually, there's a company that does it quasi-automated on the residential side. So you can do it on the residential. Name but, drop, come on, Yeah, I don't drop. know the name of the company. Oh That's not otherwise I would. But you know, the important <laughs> thing is that now, rewind, right? You can do something, what we call a cost segregation study. Okay. And okay. what that means is your company, a professional engineering firm, will come out and basically- and we use ver- Madison Crest. We use Madison Crest. Know, right? And essentially, they will basically say, you know what? This apartment has 200 stoves. It's got 15 toilets. The life of a stove and a toilet is not 27 and a half years, right? And so some things you can accelerate, the, you know, you basically you can accelerate it, right? You do cost segregation study, you're saying, okay, the life of these things are different, right? And then therefore we can get more losses on the front end versus the back more end. More depreciation on the front end, right? Yes. That, that and transfers as a paper loss onto the, the partnership's tax return, right? Yep. And as an owner of the partnership, right? Remember going back to what he mentioned, you're an owner in a partnership, yep right? You're going to get your pro rata share of that depreciation, therefore loss of the partnership. Yes. So depreciation is just a loss, even though, so we have most deals, we distribute money, but we also have losses. So the losses actually offset what we've given investors, right? And so with the cost segregation study, plus there's another thing called the accelerated depreciation. I don't want to get into that. But anyways, year one, we have a lot of losses. And really for perspective, most deals, we're seeing 40 to 75% of what is invested as a loss in year one. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. And so investor that puts in, you know, $100,000, they're probably getting $60,000, $70,000 losses that mm-hmm. year. Now, how does that affect you as a person, right? Whenever you have losses, you can take those losses and offset that against income. Now, yeah, I, I want to caveat that, right? Go talk to your CPA. Everyone's situation is a little different. There's certain types of losses and certain types of income that can cancel yes. each other. There's the question of, are you a real estate professional? There's a lot of things to consider. But just know, right, there's kind of ordinary income and there's non-ordinary income and different buckets of income can offset differently, right? There's a whole set of planning that you should be doing with your CPA. But for a a sophisticated investor, right, we have investors that literally their number one reason for investing is to get the losses. Yep. Second, you know, they're actually the number one reason is to not to lose money. The well, second it's, it's most important reason right? is to get the losses. Yeah. The third and most important reason is actually generating new money, right? Mm-hmm. And so again, it's a very powerful vehicle. So if you're someone that is getting a huge check to Sam, you know, going to have to give a check to Uncle Sam this 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 quarter, right? You should really ask yourself, okay, what could I be doing differently with my tax strategy? to help me reduce my tax burden. And so one way to also look at it too, so say you're a passive investor and you have $50,000 of passive income that has come in that year, right? But guess what, you have $50,000 in losses, right? 
So normally, if you didn't have that loss, you're going to pay tax on that passive income, right? And I don't know exactly what it might be. Everybody's situation is different, right? Assume it's 15 to 25%, maybe even upwards of 30%, right? But if you have that loss against the, the income, right, now you're at a net zero. Mm-hmm. You're not getting taxed on anything, right? So you're pocketing that 15, 20, 25% and not having to pay Uncle Sam, right? And this is all completely legal, folks, right? Yep. And so, you know, this is why, like Ferris had mentioned, that last quarter of this last year, we were bummed out because we didn't mm-hmm. have a deal, but we had a ton of people reaching out to us. You got a deal, you got a deal, you got a deal, because I want to I wanna deploy capital before the end of the year so I can get the depreciation and therefore help me offset my taxes that are going to be due this year in 2021, right? Yep. So, you know, that is a big part of anybody's strategy or should be a big part of anybody's strategy that wants to invest in, in commercial real estate is the tax benefits that we can see, yeah. right? So... We talked about being a part of a partnership and having a pro rata share and we're selling shares of, uh, of the LLC, right? What does that translate? What's the document that they get? Yeah, so right? if, you, if anyone has a business, you might have heard of what's called a K-1, right? Yep. That is the IRS legal document that any shareholder of a business gets, right? And essentially, whenever we do our losses, right, we do all, you know, the CPAs do all the math and then that gets divided out to everybody pro rata. Yep. And basically they get a K-1 from us, which they take to their CPA says, look, I generated a paper loss of $50,000 yep. on this investment. That CPA takes that loss and applies it to the rest of their taxes and keeps rolling. Yep. And so that's what a K-1 is. It's a very important document. You should have one for every L- any entity that you are a shareholder in. Absolutely. And so, you know, it's a busy, let's just say February is a very busy time for me and Ben because we're having to work with the CPAs to get all that squared up and ready so we can get that out to investors. And just so everybody knows, right, I think there's a legal requirement to have it out to, you mm-hmm. know, um, your investors in the properties, right? Anybody that's owed a K-1 is owed it by March 15th, right? So usually, like Ferris has said, we have to wait until January 15th to get the, yeah. the, 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 the final financials from, obviously, December, right? And then it's like getting shot out of a cannon for the next six to eight weeks, right? To make sure that you can get the the property's tax returns, make sure that all those K ones yeah. get disseminated securely and safely over to your investors. It's about the only then, time of the year that I see Ben actually get, do some work. So, you know. <laughs> no, usually for everybody and everybody that is our investor kind of knows that I'm usually the one kind of running with that one. And it's it's a very chaotic process. We've we've since been able to streamline it through some of our investor portals and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, each year they have different questions that they might ask of our investors. So then we have to go back and ask those questions. So sometimes it can be a little bit stressful, but all. Ultimately, that is the that's 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 part of the product that you deliver to your passive investors. So you really need to understand that, and you need to have a CPA that understands that process too, right? Your run of the mill, no offense to anybody that's a run of the mill CPA, might not fully understand all the tax benefits that go yep. along with commercial real estate, right? So we always suggest somebody get somebody that it knows real estate, right, to to do the property tax return. It's not as as important as your personal tax returns, even though they should have an understanding of it. But definitely at the property level, they should know, under, they should yeah, know and, and understand and, and, and actually speaking of that, so next week, mm-hmm. next Wednesday, I think, we yeah. are having our online virtual meetup, right? Yeah. Our Texas uh, MFM meetup. Um, I don't know what the URL is off the top of my head. Go to disruptequity.com. We'll have a link there for it, right? Go yeah. to uh, find our meetups page. And we have uh, Bradley is a very famous real estate CPA. Yeah. He is going to be doing a deep dive on how you as an investor can get the benefits and what that looks like. And he'll right? go through a lot ben more. Ben and I than, are yeah. not CPAs. Absolutely we're not going to answer those kinds of things. We probably should have had a disclaimer. We are absolutely not. We, we suggest that everybody that's listening to this that has questions, do not ask us yeah. about, about tax accounting, all that stuff. 
That is definitely something you need to ask your own CPA, right? It's important. But definitely, I recommend people register for that, check yeah. it out, and then Wednesday, you can ask the guy. It's a free way to ask CPA questions, all right? <laughs> That's how I look at it. I'll be mean, really, come prepared to the questions, if, and I've seen it, because we've done one before, where people come with their own No, you're pretty impressed, because you, you guys did it, had done it at the National We, we did MFM it at our Marvel, National right? MFM Live, so we brought you're the same guy to guy, our Texas so. version, and he'll dig in and start to really talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, even stuff about the new tax laws that passed, right? What benefits people and, you know, how to take advantage of those. And so highly recommend people checking that out. It's a good way to ask a real expert questions versus kind of these two yahoos up here. So Uh, I'm not the yahoo. So so with that said, let's keep moving. So do all investors need a CPA? Yeah, it it, it all depends, right? You know, I mean, if you want to do your own tax return at the personal level, that's up to you. I would suggest when you start, when you, when you have enough money to put into a deal, you should probably have enough money to pay a CPA because they're going to help you maximize your tax, tax benefits. And that's not even just real estate. That's just in general and just in life, right, folks? So, you know, pay the extra thousand bucks to get somebody that knows what they're doing um, because that's ultimately uh, going to be to your benefit, right? It's going to keep more money in your pocket, right? So um, ways to vet a CPA. I think it, it goes along with any vendor that's in our space, right? Ask for referrals. Right, we did. We've had several that we've worked with over the years, and we've kind of landed on um, one of our one of our vendors out of DFW. Her name's Deborah Pritchard, MRM CPAs. Mm-hmm. They're good folks. Um, Deborah also has done a fair amount of passive investing too, so she understands how all this works. Yep. So not only is she an investor, she's also a CPA. So that's a good combination to have, right? Yeah, definitely. You know. Talk to people, understand it, because again, like Ben said, there's a difference between a CPA. A real estate CPA, really like a syndicator CPA, and even a, hey, I am a high net worth person. I need creative tax strategies. What are the options? They're very different people, right? Different mindsets, different spaces. And so, and it's not that there's one better than the other. It's just that's where they're focusing their efforts and energy. So make sure you have these different people. So if you have your own asset, Mm -hmm. like I said, Deborah does our our books for our our properties, right? But again, you know, while Deborah is very knowledgeable and everything, she might not be the person that tells me about oil investing, what I can generate no, losses right? there, yeah, right? And maybe, and so you just understand there's different CPAs for different roles, just like within real estate, there's different asset classes. CPAs have their own delegations. And tax strategists, right? Yeah. You know, like that's kind of, tax strategy might be different than somebody that does the books that might be different than somebody does the tax return, right, folks? Absolutely. So there's so. just different levels and different sophistications and experience. Yeah, and, so really quickly, you know. Monday, Mondays, we do this every Monday, 3.30 yep. Central, right? Today, we're talking about offsetting your taxes through real estate. And really we do about, you know, 15, 20 minute presentation, a bunch of different topics. People have future topics, let us know. We're happy to answer those. And then we'll do about 10 minutes Q&A. And so if anyone has any more comments, questions, really quick, let me just run through the questions and then we can continue on. So Savion says, what's going on? Welcome back 2021. One of our top supporters. We appreciate it. Uh, holidays were great. Looking to kick ass in 2021. Yeah, welcome. Heck yeah, <laughs> man. PG. Uh, chat says, happy new year. It's been in Ferris. Chat, long time no see. Hope hey, all is well. Hey, chat. Hedda, how are you been? Long time no see as well. Uh, happy she's happy new year's, guys. All right. And then happy Jeff- year. Jefferson gone. Happy new year's. Thank you. Likewise. Thanks, and then Larry, my friend, long time no see, says happy new year's, fellas, as well. We appreciate that, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good so, to see everybody Hope back. to see you guys. You guys should come out to our conference coming up. We'll go to that here we at the end. You should come so, out there. Definitely. There's going to be, there's gonna be some stuff on some uh, on, on taxes, right? Absolutely. You know? I mean, we always, we always include that because that's a big part of what we do. Uh-huh. So let's keep going. All just so, a bunch of happy New Year's. All Nobody just has happy any New Year's. Well, so, you know, definitely don't want to ask. So us if anyone a bunch has of... any comments, questions, feel free to ask them. Right, we are, I guess, in the questions part of the show. Did not realize we're that. We're open Q and A right now, buddy. Yeah. So if uh, anyone have questions, it doesn't have to necessarily be about today's topic, right? Or if you want to just drop a comment in the in the comment section and ask, uh, you know, what would you like us to talk about, right? You yeah. know, we're always trying to make this interactive. We want comments. We want questions. You know, we want people to to provide some feedback. 
yeah. you know, on what we're doing. That's a big part of what we're trying to do. And yeah, but speaking of taxes, I guess I do have a little short story, Tara, right? We had one investor who's a friend. You know, he invested in his first investment, right? Mm-hmm. Think of that asset. You know, he invested $75,000. Yep. And he got his K-1 and he called me and he's like, I don't understand. You guys are white-collar criminals. I'm like, what do you mean? And he basically said he invested $75,000 and on that deal he got a $60,000 paper loss. And we had done a distribution. So he didn't quite understand how he could put in essentially $75,000 and get $60,000 of losses year one. In his case, he's yeah. a real estate professional, so he's able to even really take That's advantage of that to the full you know. extent. So it's a very powerful vehicle. And I thought that was just a funny story where in his mind, he just, that was his first time investing in real estate. And, he, you know, even though he's been around real estate, he knows a lot about it. He just kind of, it was an eye opener for him, right? Yeah. And he's seeing how it impacts him and his role in, you know, kind of waking up to that. So. And one thing I wanted to point out too, folks, he, Ferris kind of touched on it a little bit, real estate professional versus not. That's something that's very, very powerful for people that are doing this full time. You should really look into that, and you should look into that with your CPA. It can, it can, it can blow your your tax benefits into another another galaxy if you know how to utilize that properly, right? Yeah. Not everybody's going to fall into that category, but if you do, you're you're in good shape. Yeah. So let's see. So let's go through some questions. So Nilesh yeah. asks, can you share uh, CPA Deborah's contact information, please? Good question. Let me see yeah. what it is. We'll I'll dump just... that. We'll dump that in the comments. She's. Great guy. Obviously, she's going to be probably really, really busy this time of yeah. year. Yeah, mrmcpas.com. So mrmcpas.com, yeah. and her name is Deborah Pritchard, yeah. so you can find her there. Yeah. So, you know, definitely recommend. Really nice gal. Highly recommend her. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, how you been? Long time no see. He's asking, okay. how can you offset taxes through multifamily investing, sorry, through multifamily LP investing if you are not a real estate professional? Great question. So, and. I wanted to answer that one way, Ferris might answer another way, right? So if you have a lot of passive income, right, then you can offset said passive income with those losses, right? If you don't, right, and once again, you need to talk to your Non-ordinary income. Yeah, you know, then you might not be able to, right? But say, like, like I use my example, right? Say you made 100,000 last year in passive income, right? But you had $100,000 in losses. Well, you could actually use those losses, right, to offset each other. So, but sometimes that's not always the case. It yeah, just depends on what the income different buckets comes of income. Yep. Different. So people will do a couple things, right? Some people will generate losses in stocks and other things in yep. that year, then sell in the next year to kind of help cancel that, right? Mike, I think your question is, which is kind of the next thing you ask is, am I correct if you have, if you have a W-2, you cannot be a real estate professional, Yes. right? So, you know, talk to your CPA. There's different ways around that. A common strategy is a person will have their wife be the real estate professional. That's true. Right? And so, yeah. you know, a married couple, one person can be W-2, one person can be real estate professional, they file jointly, right? No, that's, that's a really common way to do it yeah. within the rules of the law and, again, get that benefit. And so mm-hmm. definitely, you know, talk to them. It's, it's a good way. And, yeah, Mike says, gotcha, active income versus passive income. Absolutely. Yeah, that's But, again, exactly a real estate professional is a good designation. I highly recommend looking into Yeah, and look talk into your CPAs that, about that. Yeah, and, and look into that. On it's, next it's, week's, you know... Because I've already seen the, that presentation. On I'm guessing he's going to go through the same presentation on next week's uh, meetup that we're doing live on Wednesday. Right, he will go into that and kind of you know his thoughts on W two versus not real estate professional or not and what the kind of requirements are. Right, the the government has clear set of rules around what can qualify as a real estate professional. And, and Shanna, can you dump the the link? Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah, the comments well, too. What, do you know the link, Shanna? Off the top? All right, disruptequity.com slash virtual meetup. If you okay, want to go good. check out that, yeah, I guess yeah, we should have yeah. had that on there because it's important, but yeah, check no, that out. No, that, guy's, that guy's a real professional. A real CPA. So. <laughs> you can ask him all the hard questions. So. <laughs> He'll be able to answer everything. Um, Me and Ben know. are fake professionals. <laughs> no, but we've just been, we've, we've done this enough. We kind of understand it. And I've, I've, I've had to field a lot of questions that I've then worked with our CPA on, right? Absolutely. You know, I'm already starting to kind of get them for the new year, right? People are just trying to do tax strategies and understand how this works, right? 
So, um, any other questions? Yeah, anyone have any more comments, questions? If not, we'll keep going. But many Mondays, we do this every Monday, 3.30 mm -hmm. Central. So if you have any questions, feel free to ask. We do a bunch of different presentations. I don't know what we're talking about next week, but this week we're talking whoa, about... Whoa, 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 so whoa. next week we're talking about tips for sourcing multifamily investors. Oh, all right. So there we're we talking go. about, you know, probably getting some passive investors. You know, we've, we've had a variation of this in the past, but, you know, this wasn't a popular one when we had it. So we'll kind of dive a little bit more deep on that section. But yeah. before we get to that, right, what do we got coming up next so, month? Multifamily Investor Network. I can't believe Network. that's next month. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking that. Wow. Sorry, it's our conference coming up in 40, uh, I don't know, just, I was about to make up some math, but it's 55 days, my med guess. There you go. Uh, there you go. You know, but we did this last, we do this, our goal is to do three of these a year, right? We we started this the year before last, so now we can say yeah, 2019. two years ago. Yeah. And so we, you know, we did the first one back then. It was a huge success, and we did two more that year. So mm -hmm. our goal is to do one in our backyard, Houston, then doing yeah. West Coast and East Coast. We did, Sever we did uh, LA, and then we did Boston. Then we did Houston again last February. Yep. Then we're supposed to do San Francisco. That got canceled. That got Boston canceled. got canceled. So, so, but we're gonna do it again coming up, right? We think the world is kind of calming down a little bit. End of February, yep. February twenty seventh. Yeah. We last year, you know, for kind of reference, we had four hundred people out there. Yeah. We had the mayor of Houston out, a bunch of different speakers, and our goal is really putting together an environment where people can network, get to meet other That's operators, get to meet yeah. other investors. And again, this business is all about relationships, right? And so helping foster that environment where people can build those relationships and go do bigger, better things together. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's some education. You're not going to learn everything that you, you need to learn about this business in one day, folks, right? But we're going to try to give you the vendors that we've used great sponsors, great speakers, yeah. right? And you're going to learn a little bit, but you're also going to have some tools and some contacts to walk away with and, and, and at least continue on with your journey, right, as you get educated in this space, Absolutely. right? So we're giving a coupon code. I think this one's good through the end of today because this is kind of our end of the year. 2021, put that coupon code in. Get 2021. 2021. Is that yeah. what? That you said 2021, but they might have talked about something else. Yeah, the, the right, actual code right. is 2021. Check, check out. You're going to get 20% off for today only on the MFIN so go MFI or MF Investor Network.com and uh, put that coupon code in there and you get your 20% off. So absolutely. You know, but yeah, those are those are actually selling out pretty pretty quick. We're excited no, about that. Yeah, that's gonna that's actually we're we're, we're gonna limit the number of people because we wanna yeah, make it a smaller we're we're getting probably you know, we're getting a bigger room, less people to kind of mature space. So it is actually we've got a lot more just than we expected. So yeah, check that out if you're interested. I think there's a lot um, of demand. You know, people just want to get back yeah, to some networking, absolutely. right? You know, but we'll be doing that right here in Houston. So we're excited about that one. Absolutely. And if people have questions, comments, feel free to ask them. So I know Brian Bigham says looking forward to MFIN. So All right, looking Brian. forward to seeing you there as well, Brian. Brian is what, coming up on our third year of sponsorship, like, right? Yeah. So, like, you yeah. know, obviously appreciate that. He does, a good, he does a good, he does a good, um, good uh, presentation. Talk, yeah, and we're talking about a lot of what he does, right? Is this cost seg? Yeah, go ask Brian the hard questions. You yeah. know, go check the chat. He has the thing. Go fill the Drop, your, out drop to him. your contact info in there, Brian, if yeah. you would, man. Actually, mm. maybe we should tell people. So, Brian is who does our cost segregation yeah. study. Brian Bingham. Yeah. Madison Crest. And Madison Crest. So you know, that's who Brian is. I don't, have his, I don't have his email <laughs> off the top of my head. That's why I want him to drop it in the comments. Yeah, but so, a great guy has saved us a ton of money in taxes over the years. So Mike job. is asking off topic, do you, get, uh, do you see any lenders lately doing mezzanine debt? So mezzanine debt, yes. Pref equity, yes. Right. Those are still around. Because again, mm. those guys make a, I don't want to say make a killing. They do really well in the way they structure their stuff. Right. That yeah, said, control. if if your question was about more bridge debt, I've seen a lot less bridge debt. The bridge debt market is 
dried up, but it's kind of slowly coming back from kind of what we've there's heard. There's definitely some, there's definitely still some lenders yeah. out there. There's not as many lenders, right? And I'd say, one, and that also is probably the same thing with Mez and Pref too, right? Yeah. You know, there's still some guys out there, probably the bigger firms that were always going to be around. Yeah. And so, you know, but just be careful, right, folks? You don't want to be over leveraged and, you know, if the if it makes sense with that deal, that's fine. Well, that's not usually our, our, our cup of tea, you know, to kind of go that route because ultimately it's, usually people will do that because they can't raise the equity. Right, we don't tend to have that problem, um, and so you know they have to go and get another mezzanine piece on top of the debt that they have, and then only have to bring like five percent to the table, right, in terms of equity, right. But what ends up happening, right, is that that mez piece really controls a lot of the deal, right, and so your equity, you know, could potentially be in a, a inferior position to the mez piece. Let's just let's leave it at that, right. Mm-hmm. So just be careful with that. Absolutely. Yep. So, what else we got? No more questions, questions, people. Feel free to to ask. Taxes. So, Brian did include his email: b bigham b i g h a m at madisonspecs.com. Check it out. Cool. So, love it. You know, it's in the comments for those who want to find it. Also, we included a link to the virtual meetup if you want to. Next Wednesday, we are having a real estate CPA professional come out and do a online virtual webinar. Highly recommend people come with their hard questions. Way better than us. Yeah. No, this guy's actually a tax professional and knows what he's talking about. So definitely check that out. But if not, any more comments, questions, other. Otherwise, we're going to call this a wrap here in another minute or two. So, for those tuning in, Monday Mondays do this every Monday, three thirty Central. We're excited to be back this starting you know this year. So, you know, we're going to keep it up. Our goal is to do almost every Monday between here and the next oh, the rest yeah. of the year. So, okay. we got to make sure Ben earns his keep here. <laughs> All right. All right. So next week, folks, just once again, tips for sourcing multifamily investors. Yep. You know, so people that are looking to put their own deals together, maybe won't look to syndicate. We'll give some tips. We've, we've talked about this in the past, right? We're going to dive a little bit deeper on this because this was this was actually a pretty popular uh, topic Absolutely. that we had, right? Yeah, we might you do know, another yeah. one about taxes in February. Maybe we could. It, we'll it probably would be, and then we'll probably do another one on underwriting too, right? Yeah. I think those are just those those types of things you can just kind of continue to you know uh, get better and, and learn more um, as you kind of get more experience in the market, right? Yeah. So cool. All right, right. let's call it a wrap then. Thank you all very much. Going once. Amanda says, great info. Looking forward to MFIN. Amanda, looking forward to it as well. Hope to see you soon. Maybe we'll do something sooner. But anyways. Yeah. Well, she can always stop by. Yeah. Seriously, she can buy Amanda. But otherwise, let's call it a wrap. Going once. All right. Going twice. Thank you all very much. We'll see you all next Monday, 3.30 Central. Money Mondays. On our Facebook page and our LinkedIn and everything else. YouTube. We hope you enjoyed today's episode on Disrupt Equities Apartment Investing Podcast. We have some really great episodes coming up, so make sure to subscribe to the podcast. For those interested in passively investing in cash-flowing multifamily properties, visit disruptequity.com invest. Fill out your information there, and you will get notified when we release our next multifamily passive investment offering.